I don't know how this got to be our theme song. Um, I think it was Once Upon a Time. Um, Mr. Damon was playing every disco era um, gay man's, gay woman's song of all the icons. And Miss Donna Summer just kind of got out there. And I was just like, oh my God, look, she's singing on the radio. Um, but this is Cue the Mic. Hello. Cue the mic, cue the mic. Can we get some echoes in here? Yes, yes. Um, am, I, am I waiting to be introduced? I'm not sure. That, that you, you can just jump in. This is a, a good double dutch. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, good. Well, welcome. Yes. Well, hello, everybody. Cue yeah. the mic radio. I know I'm a new voice for you. She is. This time. It's my first is. day. This is her first day. And yeah. what's her name, new voice? Yeah. Only one theory. Only one theory. Yeah. Loving it, loving it. <laughs> well, and, and what are your pronouns? Um, her, she. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I am yeah. Dr. Norris Jones. That's doctor. <laughs> um, and I go by, I'm going to remember to say it this time, she, her, and doctor. I make doctor, I'm a doctor. So I can just kind of make thing. that up. That's yeah, right. Yeah, I can just kind of make that up as I go along. And it's Fantasia, she, her, hers pronouns and um, fantasia's forgetting this is a non-profit mic she just kind of dipping low sorry. and hanging out this is fantasia. non-profit non-profit and she, community radio she her hers <laughs> there you go there you right. go so we we gotta get this theme music together it's bad enough you have me as the dj this is hilarious we need something more upbeat i don't know i mean i i don't want so i don't know i like her on the radio but i'm not sure whether it needs to be our theme song <laughs> Well, I don't know because everyone's trying to have a hot girl summer. I don't know if you heard mm. heard of that that terminology no, no, going no. around. But yeah, it's <laughs> apparently like a hot girl summer. It is a hot girl summer. Um, so I don't know. You, we might need something with a little bit more tempo uh, just, and bass. You just got to send me the music. <laughs> if you leave me to my own devices, okay? I've been doing this for about 10 years now. And they always say, fire the DJ. Oh. Hook that yeah. up, Fantasia. Yeah. She's going to yeah. take care of that. Yeah. Well, in, in theory, you're an artist, I was about correct? to say yes, that. Yes, I am. So we might need some fresh yeah. tracks from theory, you yeah. know. Well, you know I got you. Give say that less. unique vibe. Can't, can't find that, you exactly. know. You know exactly. You know what? theory. Let's make that a thing. <laughs> you know, we did. <laughs> Let's um, do it. I started in radio here at G-Town Radio with, for the people know I'm playing language, which is a legal talk show. And Black the Black Poet, who said that she was going to black the broke poet, <laughs> said she was going to be in the studio Where tonight, you at black? <laughs> All right, <laughs> calling you out on the air. And she is a spoken word artist. So every week, depending on the show, mm. she would come with a spoken word piece about the topic. And mm. if we had a guess about the agency or the guess or whoever it was. Oh, wow. So that was pretty... That was pretty. I even got her paid, reached out to a couple people and got her paid for a couple of those custom... She did it's for some agency. It's nothing like getting paid for your work. Yeah, and to <laughs> yeah. this day, if no, you go to witness for, in- witness, witness for Innocence, which is a non-anti-death um, penalty, mm. you go on there, mm-hmm. her bio's there, the voice you hear when you go on there is from the piece that she did when they came on the show. Nice. Awesome. Two separate different ones. So go black. She oh, got paid. I'm mad I'm missing her. Yeah. Like, where's yeah, she I know, right I know. Now. <laughs> she said, I talked to her. She's like, yeah, I'm definitely going to oh. be in the studio. We just calling you out, black the broke poet. Yes. Um, <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, you can definitely hit us up with some with some stuff. Yeah, I will. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys some options. We have some options. You yes, know, and, and I'm she excited. actually did our she did our intro. Like we came up with the you know kind of instrumental track, and she kind of came up with the piece that had to do with the show. And it was wow. we were known for that. So yeah, we we like to oh, promote yeah. the artist. All right, you know? let's do it. She didn't yes. get paid for that, but when <laughs> but we need some bells or something like DVD. <laughs> yes. But when she when you listen to that show every week that was her yeah and no folks, doubt. folks will come in and go oh my god you're black yeah right you know because they knew that was her she had a recognizable voice black the broke poet um <laughs> but that's okay we ain't, we ain't gonna give you no more shine tonight um so um what are we doing tonight fantasia so tonight we are doing why pronouns matter we're gonna do gay answers to straight questions and newsworthy or not Yes, mm. yes. And tonight's topic, it's been kind of going around since the spring, oh, wow. maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so t- tonight, we're going to talk about um, LGBT history being taught in schools, um, grade schools. Um, and California was the first state to approve it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was in 2011. Okay. Um, but recently in 2019, um, New Jersey and I heard about New Jersey in the spring. I think I yeah, heard it. Uh, New Jersey um, and Chicago, Colorado. Yeah, Chicago was this week, I believe. Yep, and yep, Chicago uh, just approved theirs this week, and they're going to implement it in um, 2020. Um, the other New Jersey, I believe, theirs was supposed to start in 2019, um, and California got a the it passed in 2011 but it wasn't until 2017 that they got their first uh textbook with like LGBT um so we got to track down the author of that book and and chat with them absolutely but but I'm going to back up a little bit because that's our topic yes but a little touch touch. (laughs) but we can still tie that back to pronouns Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Because as kids are learning pronouns, um, just living in the world, um, my daughter's 32. She actually went to Green Street Friends right across the street. Hey, um, friends. And (laughs) she, one of her friends in class had two mommies, Mm. you know? Um, and the art teacher was gay and the music teacher was gay. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize. The kids told me later when she was in fourth grade that they were (laughs) dating. I'm like, how do you have this information in fourth grade? If you know, whatever. But oh, they're in the know. Oh yeah, they in the know. But back then, I mean, so it depends on how enlightened you are. You know what I'm saying? So That's you true. want your kids. So and so it goes back to pronouns. It goes to a lot of stuff. Imagine how many. What is the show for another night? How many <laughs> teen suicides would between gay youth would be eliminated if they were learning this in school? If they knew that, like, people that look like them, dress like them, right. mirror them, have existed since people have existed. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> this exactly. isn't anything new. Um, it, it's definitely a 360 topic. It covers so many um, bases. Um, I think the most important thing that, like, LGBT history being taught in school um, tackles is, like, tolerance. Mm. Um, like there's there's a really big like intolerance that still exists for like LGBT people. Oh my god! Um, and you 
sometimes that can be dismantled with education, with resources, with tools. So, you know, it's this all about education. Taught, it's, actually, it's education right. is either anti-ignorance, you know. Absolutely. Um, so. so it's all about the, the it all about the education. And see, you know what? I have um, actually kind of like a, a different view on that because I I think that um, tolerance is something that should be taught in itself. Absolutely. Like, and I feel like um, LGBT history is you know uh, is is great. To know, but I think what needs to be taught more or less is the actual real history. You know, like for instance, um, mean, Abraham mean, Lincoln. I was just going to say. <laughs> I have to just say the real history. Go to like Christopher Columbus. <laughs> because, you know? you know, if we're going to talk about, you know, to me, it, it, I love it, but what it does is it kind of creates. Um, this separate thing like like being this is like this like separate almost like a separate in- thing rather than being like this is like a normal thing that right. has always existed it's always been the people that you know history makes into this thing you know this is the truth this is what they really are and i think that that is like the core of the entire issue right there is that yeah. you know they they it's always been like this dark you know, like this taboo type of subject. Like right. nobody wants to talk about it. Like we never are going to discuss it. You so know. one thing that I found um, interesting when I was just like looking up like exactly what is going to be taught mm-hmm. um, is that it's not going to be a separate class. It's not going to be like this is the history of LGBT people. Right. Um, it's more like you said, um, the movement encompassing them in the history that already exists. Because right. let's be honest, they've erased women out of so many historical oh, <laughs> plots. They've right. erased people of color right. out of so many historical plots. Right. So it's just like, um, or created. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> so it's just, um, allowing them to, and, and it's, I hate to use the word allow, but it's shedding light on the fact that they've always been there. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, <laughs> in the space that they've tried to, you know, right. take them out of. Right. Um, for I for perfect, perfect example, uh, Bayard Rustin. He was right next to Martin Luther King. He was the chief <laughs> organizer of wow. the uh of the March on Washington. Right. Right. Um but we don't hear about this this gay male. Right. Um you who know was what? there. And, and that's what's needed. My daughter was diagnosed diagnosed with dyslexia. Exactly. First she had a learning difference. Second grade maybe and then finally they put a tag on it by the mm-hmm. time she was in fourth grade. And so we connected with the American Association of Dyslexia. And one of the things that she learned that helped her was all of the geniuses from Albert Einstein to all those folks, they all had some learning disability. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them to this day, she'll go, hey, mom, guess who was dyslexic? I mean, sometimes it's a celebrity like Bill Cosby. Some was dyslexic. Mm -hmm. But it was a lot of the geniuses but that normalized it for her absolutely you know what right. I'm saying? it made you couldn't tease her anymore because she was like are you kidding she me? was seen right. I with the greats what she about was you usable. you know yeah. and that's what it reminds me of yeah. it's okay that i'm this way to I, be who you are I, she had some barbie camcorder that don't even get me started on barbie <laughs> it was an accident but and she was just like look me and my friends made a video and i'm like oh shit that's nice you want me to watch it <laughs> 
And I'm watching them do some Tina Turner review, and I'm going, oh, goodness, okay. <laughs> and then, like, it's on, but I'm working, and then all of a sudden, the video started back up again, and it was her sitting on the bottom bunk. And it must have been taped over, and it was just left there, and it said, so, hmm, I have dyslexia, and if you think that that makes me stupid, that means you're stupid, which I wasn't supposed to see because stupid was a bad word. <laughs> but she had to be like eight. She's just sitting there going, so dyslexia just means that da 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 and, and, and she just kind of broke it down. It was just her having this conversation like she had a fake audience. Mm-hmm. Um, but I listened to that, and it was just like, oh, my God, she's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Because she internalized all that information that pff, I just learned different. True. Absolutely. You know, but it gave her a heads up because we all learn different. So you take that bell curve. Right. Um, they have to teach right in the middle. You know what I'm saying? For the majority. But we all are spread out over there. It gave her an advantage because by third grade, she knew how she learned. Right. And she was able to tell teachers, this is how I need to have the information come at me. And this is how I process it. Right. And I think like that is like the biggest thing, right? Is is being allowed to have like self-awareness, yes. being allowed to like, you know, be different, be different because right. truth be told, we're all different, yep. right? Yep. None of us, you know, we might all be like three queer women of color. Right. Um, but yet we all are very different. Right. Right. Um, right. but like, yeah, I had someone on the show at some point said, well, you know, <laughs> as a black women of color you feel this way because all black women feel this way and i'm going hello yeah i don't feel that way (laughs) but you can't put me in a completely different right exactly but this was a this was a black gay woman yeah who said this to me and i'm going right i don't feel that way well there's so many stigmas that we have just even like kind of within our own (laughs) community Yes. yes it's interesting so i feel like even like this this type of education, well, really just this awareness, mm-hmm. because like it did with your daughter, it created that awareness of not just self, but kind of like the place, the the way the world is, right? You right. know, so it, it gives you almost like that that even balance. And I think it's so powerful with children um, because it's, it's while they're at an age where they can, um, they're not really inhibited by life, right, right. you know, like we're, we're grown. So we're like, you know what? I'm they not- are not born with that hate. <laughs> exactly. It's a, right. it's a taught, it's a learned behavior. Right. It's a behavior, yeah. the attitudes and beliefs. So right. I think that like, that's the most powerful, you yeah. know, part of it. And, you know, cause that, that was my whole thing with it. I didn't want it to be, you know, kind of like something that was separate. Like, okay, this is, absolutely. these are, this is what LGBT people you know have contributed to but i wanted to be these are the people that did this and this is what they were because yeah like yeah like i I love women i'm a lesbian of course (laughs) but it's like but i i'm also so many more things right you know like that that is you know my preference it's also my lifestyle but beyond and above above and beyond that like you know i'm a soldier i was a soldier you know like that's right I've done the, wait you both were in the military yep. right? yes <laughs> were you a soldier yep oh <laughs> yes yes, brand? yes army me too yeah well, I, I <laughs> come on now yeah. yes. we battle buddies so, out soldiers. here yeah you know you know like is thank it's, you thank you for your <laughs> service to our country well yeah. thank you and i'm happy you know shout out to everybody in the military i thank god that i'm not, <laughs> not. <any longer. laughs> okay but um you know but it's just like you know, even when we think of a lot of the people that truly impacted our society, mm-hmm. you know, and that lived their entire life in the closet, you know, and I'm grateful because I have 
um, my auntie, she's a lesbian, and we always knew it. You know, right, her right. auntie, auntie Sherry, auntie Tyne, that's boom. You know, yeah. like, that's who they were. We right. actually had a few of them, so I grew up, Wow. you know, knowing that as a teenager, I was able to tell my aunt, you know, right. I have, I like, I like girls, even when I knew I couldn't tell my mom, you right, know. Right, or, right, right. And I think that's kind of like what this is going to do. It's going to make it okay, you know, like it's okay, like I love you anyway. Like, right, you're, right, you right, know, and right. these, are, these are these people, you know. Earlier you said like um, you feel like tolerance should be taught to, and I feel like that's why things like this is important mm-hmm. um, for children to have access to because. It's those ages where where we learn tolerance, mm-hmm. whether we realize it or not. Um, you know, we're learning what we can or cannot, right. you know, tolerate. And we don't realize how a lot of these institutions also like police mm-hmm. gender and sexuality mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and disabilities as well. Right. right. Um Race. they put these yeah, <laughs> they put these um different labels and boxes because like you said earlier they want to normalize certain things right right. um they want to set the standard for certain things because if i tell you this is normal then you're going to want to do it and that's going to be what you you know right so i am i'm a feminist and a lot of people look at me and go especially for my generation (laughs) how the heck can you be you need to be pro-black but i was born in 1957 Mm. Okay, my mother was Mrs. John Norris. Every woman on my block was Mrs. Right. You know, whatever. Um, I saw it. I remember being asked. I think I said this before that when I was thirteen and fourteen, looking for a job, I was like, "Do you have a boyfriend?" Especially eighteen and nineteen. Are you yeah. guys having sex? Are you planning on having kids? Or you just got married? So how many <laughs> kids? Are you. I mean, they were legally allowed to ask you this. Oh wow! As, yeah. On the job on, interview. On the job interview. Oh, that's the interview. That's the job oh, interview. Oh wow! Whoa! So I am a feminist. I would have been a hustler. Oh <laughs> no! Yeah, I'm not working. Like, <laughs> so you and your husband. So you guys planning on having kids? How many? I mean, just literally, just wow. all up in my business. Mm. Um. So, um. I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm getting off, the, I'm getting off, of the, <laughs> off of the track. Here, but no, I've but re- that goes back to how like these institutions, yeah, you know, categorize boxing because subconsciously what they was doing was telling you their standard. They were right. telling you their norm. They was telling you their expectation, In, right? And of it was you. a lie. But it was a lie. So here's <laughs> right, thing, exactly. Here's the other thing that came from being exactly, born in 1957. Yeah. So, um, I dream a no, not really. I got heard of it. Uh, yeah, she she, she winks. Right, right, right. So <laughs> like you had the Dick Van Dyke. Anyway, you had all these shows. Even the Brady Bunch, they slept in separate beds. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when I grew up, it wasn't he. Gay, you didn't get what well, problem. <laughs> you didn't get ties back you to You didn't time. get. You didn't have sex. This was was drilled into my head, and this was the America that was put in front of me. The world. There was no such thing as premarital sex. They were just whores. Mm. Right, okay? right. It did not right. happen. You got married. That's right. And then you had kids. I was raised to be a housewife. Okay? Yeah. My sisters are three, seven, 17, 18, and 19 years older. I found college by accident along the way. Wow. Okay. Um, I was raised to be a housewife. Um, so I, I'm, I'm just not for any of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. People are people. And for me, um, I think that, and I've always held this, and usually I get a little bit of a gasp. Mm-hmm. I think that 
African-American in this country, we don't need to be prejudiced of anyone because we've been through it. We know what it's like to be judged by the color of our skin. Right. You know what I'm saying? So how can um, this takes me back? I meant to do at the top of this show. Shout out to the Philadelphia policemen who risked their lives and um, went home to their family. I saw on Facebook that people were laughing and cheering that officers were getting shot. That's crazy. Because when I'm in trouble, if something happened right now, who are we going to call? You can, you can put a form down 911. So you can't say all cops are bad. You can't say all black people are criminals or all whatever. I think that that gets us in trouble because once you start saying that, you're doing what other people have done, have done to us. You know, and and, and so I mean, and I know that it's probably a big broado yeah. statement. And you know, I was about to say, I think it's I, important to be aware yes. of things. Yes. Um, you know, but there's no app. I think the absolutes. Yeah, it's what gets us in trouble. I think what what has Absolutely. to happen is what even just the the core of everything is really a paradigm shift. It's a shift in it's a shift in consciousness. It's a shift in thinking. It's a shift in what is and isn't acceptable or expected. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a. I think it's going to what that's what we're witnessing is like a really big shift, kind mm-hmm. of like in that. Just in a paradigm of power, of um, of who we are. Um, please vote twenty twenty. I'm sorry. I'm just going to put that out. Oh my goodness! I can't even discuss that. But or get a passport. No, I'm just but kidding. Going but going um, back to what Barry was saying, just <laughs> yeah. you know, because about the you, shift, even with the police, you know, um, I've, I've, will you have, have you, have you ever deployed? Nope. Thank God. I've been to Afghanistan. I've deployed. I, I think you know what happens is you get to a point where people are they're tired they're frustrated they class classism is huge I think a lot of time we mm-hmm. we'd like to mask classism mm-hmm. as a lot of other things also um when we really get to the core of a lot of issues mm-hmm. but you know even you know how certain places are shifting their police officers because let's be realistic police are militant I've had I've I've had situations where you know even just being from Baltimore where you know you you will be harassed. I've sat on my own car and I've had a police come up and draw a weapon on me and make me show ID for being on my car. Mm-hmm. You know, like like I'm not supposed to have this vehicle. Right. You know, like you, you don't know anything. I have right. You don't know anything about. So I think what's happening is is innocent people kind of like on both sides, and it's something bigger that must happen because. Mm-hmm. the fact that people are are killing people like the fact that you know like murder like we applaud certain things like you have people doing hate recruiting videos like it's just so I, I just much happening I, I responded to someone's facebook post today because crazy. this guy in vegas had all this artillery he was going to blow up Come some on. lgbt club in <laughs> what vegas is happening? and my response is what is the matter with people why <laughs> But I think it's funny to like, you know, like, it's like we look at those, you know, outliers Mm -hmm, or or those like extremists. Right. Um, But when we when we really get to the root of the problem, it's this country that has allowed for that, Mm. for for things to escalate to that point. Vote 2020, vote 2020. You know, definitely vote. But like. But but I say that to say that our current administration has kind of cheer that and want give it a thumbs up keep doing that so 
Where before it was just like I kind of got to be on the down low a little bit. But now it's just we give him too even, much power. I'm mm-hmm. not even gonna just blame it on just Trump. You get what I'm saying? Is he a problem? Is he an issue? Absolutely. But this has been something that has been an issue and a problem before he was even oh, in the for White sure. House. For sure. So for me, um, you know, like when I was researching a topic um about like LGBT history being taught in schools. They said, like, in six states, there is still, like, illegal to, like, promote homosexuality. And they have no—I want to say it correctly—no pro-homo laws. Um, And in the state of Alabama— No pro-homo. Yes, no pro-homo laws. Wow. Um, And in the state of um, Alabama, classes must emphasize— um, in a factual manner and from a health perspective, that homosexuality is not an acceptable lifestyle to the general public and that homosexual conduct is a criminal offense under the state law. And in which state are these again? This is Alabama. Of course it's Alabama. Um, okay. right. Of course <laughs> but it's Alabama. Say less. <laughs> yeah, but you get, but, um, <laughs> but, you know, the that's just saying that legislation that, you know, the the internal threads of this country yes, you yes. know have allowed for people to blatantly yes. discriminate blatantly yes. Yes. you know and, and this yes. isn't this is a law that is still current right. to this and, day and that's what yes. the part i meant about trump not that it wasn't there right. but Absolutely. i think that his presence and his you know some of the things that these politicians have been saying especially in the south like so um, I think it should be legal to just shoot homosexuals, to shoot this kind of person, to shoot um, immigrants. Um, like what, like what? What? Yeah, like you know, and that's that's what I mean when I'm saying the to me the deepest part of it. There must be a paradigm shift because at the end of the day, we we as people we give up too much of our power, mm-hmm. meaning. I, uh, there's, Trump can't come to me right now, you know, and say, oh, I want you to shoot this person. I want to be like, you know, no, (laughs) you're going to have to either take me to jail, shoot me like either or like, no, you can't force that. And I think people, um, we have to take more uh, responsibility for what we allow to be our mentality, our mindset, because that is just. It's just pure ignorance. Not only that, is is hatred. Like it's it's just yes. something that's so unfounded. And when you think about humanity, mm-hmm. like where is the just the humanity? Mm-hmm. Like the where's our human aspect of people? Like I could I could care less about who anybody you know is as long as you're a good person. Right. You know what I mean? Like like where are these core foundations? Like these virtues of just being good people? Like you know? Like I don't. You know, regardless of how you choose to live your lifestyle, it's not Absolutely. my lifestyle right. Right. and it doesn't have to be. But I love you because you're a, you're a beautiful person. When right. I see you, we speak. Hey, you know, like you, I, I, I fail. You help pick. There me, is like, not you know. enough nice. Right. Like, why are world. people so mean? I think I think like, you know, um, just going back to like how so many identities have been like erased and whited out right. in history. Right. Unless you're a part of that. Right you know, community or something like that, you know, it also allows people to be disconnected, right? Like if I've been taught, you know, subconsciously or consciously that 
homosexuality is unnatural it's right. not human right. you know when i see a homosexual person i'm not going to then connect that to being or a, a queer human person or if, being yeah, you know I have to teach it at so, home because you don't know where your child is going to hear that message even if it's not coming from your house yeah even you, with our transgender community right. i have witnessed personally just the craziest things that people say and i'm like in my mind, I'm like, well, why are you so offended? <laughs> what is it about this person that offends you right. that bad? And it goes back to exactly what you're saying, Dr. Renee, that, you know, that it starts with the home. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like what you were saying that, you know, even sex was like a taboo thing to right. even see or even right. fathom. Right. Like I dream a genie could not show her belly button. I can't even imagine what they did when the hippies yeah. came along. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> free love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Drugs, sex and rock and roll. Oh, so, my goodness. Even as a parent, it's just like, what's your daughter made? Doing it? I don't know. <laughs> my job is to monitor drug, sex, and rock and roll. That's been she's pregnant. She ain't on my sofa. You, you made a million school. dollars. Good job, baby. Right. Where's your exactly. husband and your baby? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Who cares? Um, <laughs> so I remember when she first came to me, she was outside playing with Joe, who I mentioned earlier, and she was about almost four. And she came running in a house to get water or something, and I'm sitting at the computer working, and she came running in, and when she came in, she said, I know what I'm going to be when I grow up. And I was just like, okay, what's that? And she said, I'm going to make clothes. My thought was, okay, there's nothing to matter with that, but where, where'd you get that from? Oh, just myself. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Got it from somewhere, but it's okay. And she was coming back out. She said, I'm only going to make them for black people. And I was just like, hmm, where'd you get that from? Oh, just myself. Oh, come, come, come back here a minute. Come sit on my lap. So up. I said, um, <laughs> yes, four year old daughter. I'm going to tell Joe that you're not going to make clothes for him. Okay. That's the gentleman who left his estate to her in his house and i'm gonna tell cousin this and cousin this person you're not gonna make clothes for them she's like no i love joey no i love aunt joanne no i love this person yeah and, and whatever and then she's like mom why are you being mean i said honey they're white and she goes oh i'm gonna make clothes for everybody and it was just that quick yeah just that <laughs> quick where someone put something in her head Right. I noticed the difference. Well, first of all, when she said she was going to make clothes, well, <laughs> it was just like, where'd that come from? Like, I never heard that line of con- just that, out of nowhere. Yeah, right. out of, so it had to come from somewhere. Right. Not that it's bad. If she told me she wanted to be a brain surgery, I'm still going to go, where'd you get that from? Absolutely. Right, right. You know, but when then she said only for black people, and I'm going, hmm. Yeah, that, I don't know where she got right. that from. So, but it immediately nicked that from, it just, it took it there. Yeah, I think it's definitely important, like, in today's world, especially with, like, the internet being at the fingertips of children for parents to just be, like, aware. And also, like, even if you're not a parent, like, just acknowledge the world we live in. Acknowledge that, like, we've grown up in in institutions that might, that construes the content that they deliver oh my um goodness, we've right. been programmed so right we've we been yeah, programmed in more or less words <laughs> we've we've all been programmed whether we want to admit it or not and yeah. we all need to relearn we all need to dismantle ourselves and put ourselves back together and and yeah. uh, you know our own images here's when i noticed yeah that. That so i'm an advocate for domestic violence not for but against domestic violence i sit on the board of women against abuse and I'm a Do survivor. You? Yes, I'm a survivor. Oh. Um, and um, losing the train of thought, just going right out there, live <laughs> on the radio. You got it. So Bring at it some point, <laughs> um, I became a spokesperson. I was doing 90% of their outreach. And if you would have told me that I would have someone just put a mic in my face and go, Renee, so, you know, something about women against abuse, domestic violence, and I can rattle you off for speech. 
Mm-hmm. Again, the thoughts are just leaving my head. <laughs> Live on the radio, we need a little Diane but, Ross there. <laughs> um, no, no, just to tie it back in, I think you were just uh, referring to, um, we were going through oh, the program. the press. Right, okay. Nothing, I'm not hating on the press, but... Because I did so many interviews, and it was like, yo, Renee, Channel 6, Channel 3, whatever, can you come in, you know, can you do whatever? And then I would hear, that's not what I said. That's oh, not that's the a real thing. I was born. That's, that wasn't my husband's first name. That wasn't, and it was just little things. But I don't even have a middle name. Where'd they come up? Just little things, and I noticed that, wow, I'm sure it's really hard. I respect what they do. But which is why I'm so hard on us to make sure that we're always having facts, facts, and that it's from a right. reputable source. But it's so easy to miss that information. And I was just like, "That's not what we said." But to hear that, and then the wrong person, the people hear it, and they might not be around for the retraction. Absolutely. Or maybe it's not even retracted because it was just you know they called me Renee Susie, and I don't have a middle name. Right. But it's someone in this <laughs> world did that. Right. It's calling you Susie. Right, exactly. <laughs> so we're going to do a break really quick. Um, the DJ is um, the DJ is in charge. That's all I'm saying. The DJ is in charge. Go, DJ. Um, knowledge is power. DJ. <laughs> yeah, so um, we're going to take a little break, and we will be right back. Be back.
so we are back. We are back. I thought I was playing a little bit of Nina Simone. I want a little sugar in my bowl. <laughs> but in instead, I'm not sure what happened. It wasn't even the DJ's fault. It was Kay Simcoe beneath, and we kind of like that, right? Yeah, it was oh, yeah. a vibe. It yeah. was definitely a vibe. Yeah, so we're definitely going to add that to our library. So the DJ did good. Yeah. <laughs> Dirty <She> martini. Right. <laughs> um, so... Um, so tell me again how they're going to do the school thing from what I'm learning, and I didn't get a chance to read it that much, but they're not going to, it's not going to be a separate class. Is that no, what it's not going to be a separate class. Um, and it's probably going to be something that honestly takes time because although the law has already been passed for schools to include um, LGBT um, people, individuals in the history, um, it's, also, it's being implemented um, locally. Yeah. Um, so essentially like schools are taking their time, they're dragging their feet. Like we said, um, California, uh, their law passed in 2011, but it wasn't until 2017 that they got their first textbook that included like LGBT Why people. Why is California always like the first and foremost state? Like it just seems like they're so far ahead. Like when it comes to mm-hmm. just everything, like yes. <laughs> it's just... You know, even though, you know, they have their issues, like, yes. I, why is California, like... One, one, <laughs> one foot ahead of the game. Yeah. You know I worked in retail decades ago. And if you notice, fashion starts on the coast. Hmm. Okay? New York, California. Absolutely. And the closer you go into it... Right. Like, there's probably people in Texas right now still wearing Jerry Curls. Oh, okay. you know it. You better <laughs> believe it. I learned that, that fashion starts on the coast. And then by the time they hit it, like, you see people from middle, middle America, you're down in, you know... Yeah. Independence Mall well, or something, you go, um, is that really a thing? <laughs> yeah. Hopefully with, like, the new, you know, like you said again, <laughs> That's vote. That's true. Vote. Uh-huh. Um, but with a, you know, all the political things going on, everything like that, hopefully it's something that's pushed a little bit harder. Um, because I personally feel like, um, it's important to include people of LGBT, black people, you know, black and brown people, people of disabilities, all, you know. And let's start telling the truth about these people that history regards as our heroes. Let's start yes. being open and honest. Let's and start outing these people. Right. And I didn't know that. You, who was this? You said that walked with Martin Luther King. Uh, they are Rustin. He was um, a black gay man who literally he was the chief organizer of, of the march on Washington. Wow. The chief organizer, but we don't hear about him. Now, yeah. I double, I double D, triple dare you to walk up to a black church this Sunday <laughs> and and make that statement. Okay. <laughs> with an older generation okay they'll probably be in uproar but you know but that also goes to show you that like how and it's not just in black communities but you know we know but that shows in the you room today but how i'm sure there's other community, communities that um we ain't trying to have that that don't belong here not just that harvey milk was the first openly gay elected official this was in 1978 yeah we don't we don't hear about him when we're talking about poli- you know politics. Right. right. Um, I, I lived in Houston, and in 1980, the Grand Marshal of the um, Houston has second to well back then second to San Francisco largest gay population was in Houston, Texas, mm-hmm. um, in Montrose, and the um, what's the Grand Marshal of the parade was the mayor in Houston, 1980. 
Mm. How about female? Female mayor wow. too. Yeah. That's that's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I need you up on that mic, girlfriend. Sorry, that's actually How? pretty cool. Yeah. I just feel like it's. In, um, I feel like this is important because um, too often history. Uh, whites out necessary like you said necessary, yeah. necessary narratives yeah um the truth like you said is often not told not just about the people that are left out but the people that are included yeah because <laughs> i'm googling some interesting history about leonardo da vinci these are the type of things that people need to know though like when you learn about da vinci what do you learn about him you know you just you learn about his amazing work his amazing works of art and everything like that as with you know i t- talked about even just abraham lincoln how they never addressed that fact like it was a known fact like it's like it was no kind of secret about it like it was a historian it was verifiable it was like documented stuff but we don't learn these things yeah you know and uh, just imagine what it would be like you know if you like oh or just how normal it would be you know like this is not anything that's new people try to make it seem as though like this is like something new that's happening like they're overwhelmed i'm like no, 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 no. We've always, have <laughs> always yeah. been, right, right, right. since the beginning of time. Right. This is not a new there's thing. Statues, <laughs> there's all of these things that right. exist, right? But they're not taught, so you think that they don't. Right now, it needs to be recognized through like these systems and these things and these structures and right. you know these institutions that Absolutely. you know govern and control life, like through the you know benefits, like things that that basically you know make our lives like is how we are in this society like that's that's the reason why you know i think it's so important that this stuff is known because that that's the change we need Mm -hmm. the legislation Mm -hmm. (laughs) like Mm -hmm. let's start changing like laws like this that's to me how real change is impacted on any front right you know you any anytime anybody like even the the feminist movement you know women couldn't even vote like right. are you kidding me right. like we you couldn't know, smoke a cigarette come no, on no. now like right. like what they call black people like couldn't even vote like like civil rights like are you kidding me like so and women are at the bottom we are at the very bottom of, the, because of it's everything still, <laughs> it's still <laughs> a man's world don't get it of twisted course. it's you know, still a man's world i don't even want to in hear 2019 you get world. in 2019 you know you still you get hired the same education the same credentials and it is a fact that you still get paid less to do yep. the same exact thing, if not the job even better. Yep. You know, and I, I think that is that's where this change is really. <laughs> so, so here's an interesting fact. So less than 3% of the population get a doctorate degree or a PhD. Wow. And for women of color, specifically African-American women, it's not even a one. It's like point zero 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 something. Mm. Like it's just that little. Wow. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So. Um, I wonder and, why. Have PhDs. I'm sorry. Is that what you said? Have, have PhDs. What? No, PhDs. <laughs> <laughs> PhDs. Wait a minute. What was that? Uh, PhD or doctorate <laughs> degrees. Okay. Yeah. So the difference is, so the PhD is mostly research. The doctorate degree, which is what I have, is more, I'm going to put it to use. Like I'm basing it on a fact that's there. So right. my dissertation was in helping solo criminal practitioners run a successful business and it's not just attorneys but it's a lot of professionals whether it's a doctor it's a lawyer artist a lot of times they like there's no lawyers don't take business courses in college so right. they usually suck 
oh well we need to definitely talk so <laughs> <laughs> um, i'll have to pick your brain a little <laughs> bit about this um absolutely but but, but that's interesting that's an interesting uh fact you know because it goes back to what you're saying even with the sh- shedding that stigma of what is expected or you know kind of like these roles um hegemony i learned that i had a professor she changed my life dr davenport she was a feminist also uh-huh. <laughs> very powerful sister but either way um we have so many things that kind of like shape our perception of like what's acceptable Absolutely. you know like there there are very few women that are in uh, green energy yep. jobs, which is a, another interesting yep. thing that, you know, if we want to look at the dynamics of things, um, even if, you know, our community, the LGBTQ, you know, things like that, they it's, it's almost like we're kind of expected to be a certain way or you yep. have to fit a certain role. And sometimes we, we even perpetuate ourselves. that ourselves. Right, right. <laughs> you have to be this, this thing if you're this thing. Right. And I think that it's so deep and important to get rid of that stigma mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like it has to go and show people that we exist in all different shapes sizes forms yeah <laughs> entities it, absolutely um absolutely. and it doesn't make you good or bad just because you're different yeah a hundred percent right i'm excited i i want to know i, I want to see one of these textbooks that's what i want to read yes. regarding yes. this curriculum yes. I so let's find out who wrote step. the textbook, and then let's um, reach out to him and see whether we can get him on the and air. I'm interested to see this. Talk about uh, kind of the research and kind of what led them in that direction and thing. We definitely need to go there. Absolutely. Uh, and we can reach out to TJ, who's our in-house therapist. Hey, TJ. Hey, TJ. Um, um, so TJ is a licensed clinical therapist. Um, he's in the neighborhood. Oh, wow. And he can't come on Thursday nights because he's still seeing clients. But when we have kind of tough questions, like what do we have last week? Um, yeah, it's just like <laughs> last week we talked about Doctor Who. Um, Doctor Who, but there was the 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 roles, the how the women the. Uh, wasn't it the first time they had like the woman? Yeah, the women Doctor Who. The Doctor Who. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, and we talked about coming out and coming out to your family. Fox, where are you? Because we're just like Fox. Oh, we miss you. Yeah, we don't feel better. Thank God mm-hmm. you didn't come in here, Jeremy. I mean, we love you. Yeah. yeah. Stay home and feel better. But when we have tough topics, yeah, yeah, we reach out to TJ and he gives us some audio that we play on the video. We will play on the break and then. He gives us a video that go with it that just talks about some of the tough topics. But I think that that would be an interesting conversation about how do you introduce the LGBTQ, especially with the current climate of this country. Yeah. You know, all the hate and stuff. It's really on, on edge. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's yeah. really but on edge. We have to move on to Gas Q. Yes. Gas Q. Gas Q. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. Let's see, let's see. I had something. Let's see what I have. Um, doom, 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 doom. Oh, you ready? Are you ready? Yeah. yeah. What is, uh, are you ready? <laughs> ready? What is the straight okay. question? <laughs> yeah, so then the, the reason why we do Gas Kid, they <laughs> answers to straight questions, is that we've all been asked these questions. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> and our job so is to educate. Yes. You know, that's <laughs> what the pronouns segment is, and that's what the gas cue is. Get your questions in. Hit us up on social media. Um, let us know your question. We will answer it. 
I'm not going to say that won't, there won't be a snicker For or two. For $20? Snicker, snicker. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, Call me now. <laughs> yeah. um, but send us your questions um, because we want to make sure that you're informed because edu- ignorance is really a horrible thing. Absolutely. It's kind of like the brain's a horrible thing. So right. um, some people say that you know you're gay when you're little, but that can't be true, is it? Yes. Honestly, I I was kissing girls at five. Okay. Um, well, I just want to know why you were kissing anyone at five. But okay, okay, that's a yeah. show for another I was, day. I was I, playing house. I mean, oh, okay. yeah, me oh. too. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, I, I started at like five or okay. six too. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Right, so, okay, so that's it. Yeah, yeah so like I wouldn't <laughs> say I knew, right? Because at five, I didn't know, right? What you know, homosexuality was or queerness was or anything like that. I would say that I was exploring. Right. Um, and I, and I feel like that's, that's where a lot of people go wrong. They think that like sexuality is like a pinpoint or a, a one shop stop. Right. But it's not, it's a trip. I like that. It's it's continuous. Right. So, you know, um, so I can say that no, at, you know, five, I didn't know I right. was gay. But, but it's like, why do I have to be the girl? Why do I have to be the wife? Ex- I went through right. it. Exactly. I went through it. Like, exactly. Well, I don't want to be that. I like, never I'm, wanted to get married. I think, yeah, no, facts. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, so I was just going <laughs> to say, like, even if I didn't know, like, I was gay or straight, whatever, at five, I just yeah. knew that I just wasn't one thing. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right, right, right. So <laughs> I was definitely, like, and going back to what Theory was saying about, like, having family members and elders right. who were also, you know, queer, right. identifying yeah. people. You know, my oldest sister was gay. So I also had, like... Yeah, I was able to explore because right. my images around me was a content. You know, it right. was fluid. It wasn't one I, thing. I heard about people. So I'm probably 20, 30 years older than you, Lise. Maybe more. Um, <laughs> we will not say. <laughs> but it, it doesn't matter. I don't even relate to it. I mean, this year, my birthday, I was like, who are they talking to? Happy what number? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. That, okay, that's me. Um, I, I, am, I am there. But I was, and I was the youngest, so, you know, always shoved out of the room. But you know at some point when you kind of look back and go, well, what were they saying? And there were things that were in common about certain people, even though you didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm, at right. some point, you put it together. So there were no role models. Um. Um. But you knew, and you kind of can go back and go. Okay. I think um with me, even just how my mother, <laughs> even when I was a baby, yeah. Um, she would say like even when she would breastfeed, when she I was breastfed, but she said I would just pat her breast, <laughs> and like I I used to like <laughs> seriously I always I always like soft things. Uh-huh. So like if if somebody was wearing like you know pantyhose, I wanted to touch, uh-huh. you know like or my mom um she's a beautician like she uh-huh. owned hair salons and things like that so i always grew up um just really loving like beautiful women right so um i think i knew i was uh i don't remember the exact age but i remember having very very strong feelings for my best friend wow. and like my best friend would always be like it always starts with the oh she would be she would be such a cutie pie and like now that i'm grown i was like wow like i was casing my best friend back Absolutely. then like, like i wanted to come over like no nah, yeah. you can stay the night with me like it's cool 
Like, you know, we girls. And you know, when you're a girl, you have those different, um, you can do different things. Right, Absolutely. Right, girls right. can hold hands, you know, whereas if, you know, you're a boy, you know, they kind of have that, like, no, yeah, this is no. how you act. Mm-hmm. You know, right. gender roles that right, we like right, to put right, on people. Right, 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 Which I guess that's something for another show. Yes, right? yes. yes. But uh, gender roles, I'm actually writing that down. Like, uh, but the, the empower, so I kind of already knew, you know, just... I I just knew like it, it just made sense you know my mom I remember she, one day she dropped me off at school and she was like I'll tell you like this if you ever bring a chick to my house she better be a bad chick and I just <laughs> got out of the car and went to school I was like <laughs> I don't know where that came from but all right like, <laughs> mama yeah, knows my heart dropped <laughs> she knew book something. bag I'm walking like it was on my mind the rest of the day so <laughs> you see my role was don't even think I'm gonna be one of those grandmoms grandmothers that you get pregnant you think I'm gonna take care of it no not, not at all. <laughs> Not at all. I don't take care of grown folk. All right. Okay. I got you till you're 18 unless you're in college. All right. At her senior year of college, she came to me in the spring and said, so here's the thing. I had a job lined up in September. So I'll get out in May. So can I like stay here until then? Job is in September, right? Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. I don't take care of grown folk. Right, right. But she knew that was drilled in early. You do. I don't take care of grown folk. That's right. You know, you in college, I got you all day, every day. Okay? But through my mom. (laughs) Yeah. It's motivation. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout out to the moms. Right. (laughs) So we're going to do a really quick, because we're almost out of time, which is why I think this is a speed round of newsworthy or not. These are the topics that we just don't (laughs) get a chance to get to. Um, So we're going to go through it real quick. You guys can give me an eye roll to Snap's Child, please, next, or whatever you say to kind of go, please, get the hell out of here. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so here's the first one. Target is selling Halloween costumes designed for children with disabilities. Aw. That's newsworthy. I love it. Yeah. 2020 presidential candidates will fight for for the LGBTQ vote at the Iowa Forum. They better make it newsworthy. I'm going to roll my eyes because, like, all of these debates, they haven't been bringing us up. Yeah. So how are you trying to, like, fight for our vote? <laughs> now and you ain't even thinking about us. Well, oh, well, they, they just can't ask you to come with their hand out? No. Oh, okay. No, that's not how it works. Um, At least not for my vote. <laughs> yeah. And me, MJ Rodriguez from Pose mm. made trans history because she won an award. Um, imagine, I think I'm pronouncing that right, award. She makes, oh, she yes, makes, she did. Yes, I follow, I follow yeah. her on Instagram. Yeah. Yes, baby, that's newsworthy. I yes, love her. Blanca. 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 Mother Blanca. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, mother. She got me calling my mom mother. Okay. <laughs> so, Telemundo, you know what this is? Yes. yes. Okay. They are going to do a queer telenovela, and it's going to premiere in the U.S. this fall. I'm for it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I never understand no, I it, but yeah, 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 closed yeah. Captioning. Um, here's something really nice. On August the 17th, they're trying to clear out the shelters again. It's an annual event of the puppies and the kitty cats. What? Okay. When? Yeah, so it's NBC is teaming up with Telemundo Stations. <laughs> um, the fifth annual animal adoption drive. More than 1,400 shelters have rescues, and they're getting it out there, so you can follow up with that. Just Google August what? 17th. Yeah, August the 17th. Yeah. Oh, that's Where? Saturday. Um, 
Philadelphia. Oh my God! It's, if, it's local news. Oh it's no! News, yeah. If Chloe's Go get listening, you an animal a therapy if animal. If Chloe's listening to this show, I know I'm gonna have a new animal. <laughs> yeah. Saturday. Um, and then the other Some one, food. if folks didn't hear, gum and shoots five people whole, in Philadelphia. Um, <laughs> so that was scary. Say the last one. one the gunman shoots five people in Philadelphia. Five police officers. Was it yeah. six? This was in early when I printed this out. Um, wow. And then there were. Um, no, I'm sorry. This is addition to that. This happened today. What? At 5.30, a gunman shoots five people in Philadelphia in the Ogons area, West Oglain. That was in addition to last night's shooting. What? Today. I think it's today. important that we know about it, but it is very important that we stop making these things headlines. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But, I mean, but like people, like, calm down, go get a happy And that's like, that happened in hug. Philadelphia? Yeah, yes. today. Today. This was printed out today. I've, I've witnessed some crazy things in the city of Brotherly Love. Now, here's That's to you two. Show. U.S. Army veteran who oh. served two tours in Afghanistan was deported to Mexico. What oh, the? Oh, my God. Yeah. Are you serious? Yes. yes. That's yes. like. CBS News. That's crazy, right? Oh. Wow. What? New York sex child abuse so lawsuits. good enough to serve your country, but not be Yeah. Yeah. How are they going to get their benefit? That's just, that's another yeah. show. Yeah. Wow. That's um, disappointing. Yes, we need to do that. Wow. Um, and really quick, more than 400 lawsuits have already been filed in New York as part of, part of a new child sex abuse law in the state that um, New York Child Assault Victims Act lets adults of child sexual assault sue their abuser with or, or the negligent institution no matter how long ago it took place. Yes. Yes, yeah. yes, right? yes. Right? I'm right. So we got to get that. out of here, yes, people. But, yes, um, yes. But that leaves us on a happy note. So Absolutely. hopefully that will happen around the country. But they've that, already got flooded. And they've actually that um, needs to set happen. aside so many judges and cleared some courtrooms so those states will come on. Yes. So that folks, you know, so it doesn't get kind of backlogged. But I thought that was good. But folks, that's it. It is 8 o'clock. And oh, don't forget, you can show. find us on iTunes, Podomatic, Google Play Store, TuneIn, Spotify, Alexia, Echo, Radio.com, and iHeartRadio. And let us know if we're not on your favorite podcast channel. And that's it, y'all. Bye. Thank you, Bye. guys. Bye. Have a good night. <laughs> Benjamin Chu from 1763 to 1767. The mansion is well known as the location for the Battle of Germantown in 1777, where British soldiers barricaded themselves inside as they exchanged arms 